Well, today in our devotion, we are in Revelation 21, looking at heaven, and it's not going to last as long as yesterday's devotion, but this is a beautiful chapter that many of us love to read. Um, these next two chapters talk about heaven, our ultimate eternal home. And in this chapter, we read about the new Jerusalem. New Jerusalem is the bride. It is the church. It is God's people. And notice what he says about new Jerusalem in verses two and following. He says in verse two, I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the tabernacle, the dwelling place of God is among men and he will dwell among them and they shall be his people and God himself will be among them. Now look at verses nine and 10. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and spoke with me saying, come here and I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. Remember the bride of the lamb two chapters ago? And here I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And what did he see? Verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. So new Jerusalem is the bride, the church, the family of God, the people of God. And she is beautiful. She is pure. And, and he goes on to... In, in great detail to describe all these jewels and precious stones, which, which depicts her purity and her beauty. And he measures her and she's a perfect square, a perfect cube. That, that, that how big is the bride, the New Jerusalem? It's, it's the perfect number. It's everybody that's ever going to be saved. Everybody who is going to be saved is part of it. And um, there's no temple in verse 22. Why? Because Jesus is... Here, as, as we read earlier, he will tabernacle, dwell with us. So there's not a need for a, uh, for a temple, if you will. And some other things about our life as the bride of Christ in heaven with Jesus is there will be no sin in that place and no lost people, no unbelievers in that place. In verse 27, nothing unclean and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Yesterday, at the end of the devotion, I ask you, is your name written in the book of life? Because if not, you're cast into the lake of fire. Here he said there is no one in heaven whose name is not written in the book of life. There's also no pain, no suffering of any kind. In heaven, look at verse four. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain because the first things, those things, those old things, former things have passed away. And one more thing. Those who are really saved, who are truly saved and really know Jesus, stick, persevere, endure, Last, even if they stray from Jesus for a brief season, they will come back. No true believer strays from Jesus and stays gone. If somebody stays gone, they weren't a true believer no matter what they said or did. Notice what he says here in verses 7 and 8. He will 
He, notice this, he who overcomes. Now, this whole book has been written to people who were suffering persecution. Great temptation to give up. But he who overcomes will inherit these things, all the things of heaven. And I will be his God and he will be my son. But for the cowardly, for the cowardly and the unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire, the lake of fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, this is not saying that if you last persevere, then God saves you. What it's saying is that those, that, that your, your perseverance, okay, your perseverance, you're not giving up on Jesus is the evidence that you really are saved. But being a coward and giving up is evidence you were not really saved. So I ask again, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? One last lesson, salvation, this beautiful salvation that makes heaven available to us is free to us, but not Jesus. Look with me at verse six. Then he said to me, it is done. See, when we're in heaven, it's everything that's talked about in Revelation is finished when we're in heaven. It is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And, I, and I, I, will give, I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of water of life. Jesus said when you believe in him, it's like living water springing up. It's life, but without cost. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to buy it, purchase it, earn it, work for it. It's free to you. Why? Because Jesus, who in the book of Revelation is depicted primarily as a lamb, a living, slaughtered lamb, a lamb who is a lion, a lamb who is a king. Jesus paid the cost at Calvary. And so it's free to you, but not him. As I said yesterday, he's worthy of a beautiful bride who lives righteously. Jesus is worthy because of what he did, the cost he paid for us and, and, and the heaven that he gives us. He's worthy of you not being a hypocrite. Me not being a hypocrite. He's worthy of us being devoted and living righteously and serving him and loving him and obeying him. He's, he's, he deserves that. And when we take for granted Jesus Christ. We bring shame on him and on ourselves. We should be so excited about heaven and so grateful for Jesus that it should be the passion of our heart to honor him every day and always. I look forward to being with you tomorrow as we wrap up our reading of the book of Revelation and talk just a little bit more about heaven. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.